What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchasing a car, especially a luxury car, is a big purchase. And you want to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on a great car. Listen. I said two key things there. I want to make sure that you're getting the best deal on a great car. A new car depreciates by 20% each year that you own it. So if you just recently purchased, for an example, a $60,000 car, it's only worth about $48,000 after one year of you actually driving it, of you actually putting miles on it. So, you know, I am a luxury car guy. I am not going to sit here in front with you. I enjoy cars. I do personally uh, trade my cars in every two to three years. Just recently bought one earlier this year. It's very, very nice. Um, but I, I really want to say this, though. I drove my Acura TL for, man, since 2012, up, up until like 2000 and I want to say about 20. Yeah, right. In, I, I didn't really start getting into like the upper higher end luxury cars until about 2020 pandemic time. Right. And so listen, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car. There's nothing wrong with driving the cars of your dreams. I don't care about maintenance. Don't don't come in the comments saying, oh, don't do that. It's maintenance. You know, when you get nice cars, you, you understand it comes with di a different kind of maintenance. But here's the thing. 
I just want you to do it right. Right now, we're in the middle of a recession. I mean, and and a lot of us are not going to be purchasing cars. But I still want to talk about it because I do believe that, hey, we're going to be able to purchase some cars. And we're going to purchase some luxury cars. So today, I'm going to show you how to buy a real nice car the absolute right way. The 100% right way. I also put together, so if you said to the end of the show, I'm going to show you my top five choices for luxury cars under $20,000. But before we get into that, do me a quick favor, hit that thumbs up. Let me know that you love rocking with me. If you're if you're dating me for a little bit, hey, marry me today by also hitting that subscribe button, whether on YouTube and on and or on my podcast. Um, and number two, man, you know, as we're talking about, you know, luxury cars, as we're talking about you know, um, as we acquire all of this stuff, right? Uh, let's not forget that we shouldn't put owning a car, a luxury car, before owning an asset, owning a home, owning, having home ownership, right? I want to encourage you to, to consider home ownership. You know, right now, I know some of us uh, may be saving some money, setting aside some money just to get us through these next few months. Cool, great. But if you're watching this and you're in a great financial position and you're ready to be a homeowner, now is a great time to purchase a home. Now is a great time uh, to do that now since the, the home market is kind of like, you know, dropping a little bit and just flatlining a little bit. So listen, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill and let my friends over at Churchill um, take care of you. They are going to provide you a beautiful, a beautiful uh, certified uh, pre-approval with their manual underwriting process, meaning that once you get that letter of approval, you're 90% there. You just need to find your home, make sure it passes inspection, make sure it appraises, and you have a home. But to give you a little bit more um, assurance behind their certified pre-approval, uh, they're going to give you an extra $5,000 upon the top of your earnest money to guarantee the seller that you are a serious buyer. So this means that if something was to happen on your side and Churchill's side from financing, once they put that stamp of approval on you, that, that the seller will get an extra $5,000 on top of the earnest money that you give them. And I absolutely love it. And look, we know the interest rate has gone up tremendously and it is frustrating. Um, but if you're going to purchase a home, Church Hill's going to give it the lowest interest rate possible. And check this out. They're going to give it to you for 90 days. So you don't have to rush to find a home just to try and get into it quick before the interest rate uh, goes up. They're going to give you 90 days uh, to relax, to make the right proper decision with your home. Um, so you can be in the, you can get the home of your dreams. So I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com slash Churchill. That is anthonyoneal.com slash Churchill. Their information is in today's show notes. But let's get to how do we purchase luxury cars? I remember, um, I, I don't know if you all have been following me on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, go over to Instagram, instagram.com forward slash at anthonyoneal. It's my full name at look for the blue check mark. Um, I have a lot of fake accounts out there. You probably see fake accounts on this YouTube show today, but in the comment sections. Um, but everything uh, that has Anthony O'Neill, all of my accounts are verified. Um, about three years ago, I purchased my first... Uh, actually, let's, let's go back. My very first car that I had was a Maxima. It was a 1987 Nissan Maxima. And that car could not even go in reverse. That was my very first car... Uh, that uh, my godparents um, out of California gave me uh, when I turned 18. It was beautiful, man. I had two 12s on the back of that thing, and it was it was beautiful. I, I mean, whew, geez, it was beautiful. Then after that, I traded that in. And I got a Ford Explorer, um, a, 2000, um, a 2000 Ford Explorer, traded that in, got an Impala, traded the Impala in, got an Acura TL. Uh, actually, no, no, no. I traded the Impala in, got a BMW uh, when I was selling cars. And then when I traded the, the BMW in, I went back down and got me an Acura TL. And I drove that Acura TL for almost 10 years, right? Then from the Acura TL, I bought a BMW 7 Series, uh, sold the BMW 7 Series at the beginning of COVID, went back. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, and when I drove... 
went back. I said, you know what? Let me just make some right moves. I knew I was going to end up uh, selling my home. Um, and I knew I wanted to purchase a little bit um, a, a tall and skinny, right? And so I said, you know what? Let me get rid of some things. So um, I sold my BMW. Um, and I said, you know what? Let me, let me just get prepared to sell this home because I want to move downtown. And so you know what? This time I had a fully funded savings account. Um, and I was just real, real, real excited about, uh, what I knew what was coming up next in the season of, of my life. And so I sold my home in Columbia, Tennessee, bought a tall and skinny, beautiful home in downtown Nashville. And when I bought that, man, I went and bought my first, like my first car. So, um, my, I have three dream cars, Rolls Royces, the Bentleys and the Porsche Panameras. Um, and you all know, if you follow me on Instagram, I went and purchased you all. I showed you all, um, uh, I ordered my first Porsche and they delivered it to me out of the truck. Um, at about 10 o'clock at night, I put it on Instagram and it was beautiful. Right. Um, and then on February 14th of 2021, um, I totaled it coming back from my, uh, cousin's um, funeral, unfortunately, in a snowstorm that we had it there in Tennessee. And because I paid for it cash, I had it fully covered. I had a fully funded emergency fund. Um, they totaled it out. And because I actually took real good care of it, like I went and had it paint corrected. I wrapped the car. I added um, tint to the car. I added new wheels to the car. Um, they actually gave me more money than I actually paid for the car. More money more money than I paid for the car during COVID. I was like, what in the world? But you know why? It's because when I first bought the car and negotiated with them uh, with a great dealership out of Greensboro, North Carolina, and they gave me a great deal on the car because I walked to them and said, hey, I'm gonna give you cash. I'm gonna get this off your hands. There wasn't a lot of people buying cars at the time, right? So um, unfortunately, totaled it. Um, and then I went and bought uh, a, a newer model uh, Porsche Panamera, fully loaded, uh, spent about right at about, you know, spent close to six figures, you know, on that car. Um, and man, um, I've, I've, I've had that journey, right? But I want you to look at the date. 2020 was when I purchased my first luxury car. 2020 was when I already been a homeowner twice. 2020 is when I already had my debt paid off. 2020 was when I already had a fully funded um, savings account. 2020 was when I was already established. 2020 is when I already had my house furnished. I wasn't sleeping. I should probably, um, I should probably turn off <laughs> my computer. Uh, 2020, um, I, I, I was living in a home that was fully furnished. 2020, you see where I'm going with this was, um, I, I had, I had cushion. 2020, I saved up enough cash to where I can go buy the car cash and still come home and be comfortable, still go home and take a woman out to dinner at a nice dinner if I wanted to. I could come back and pay my bills on time, pay my mortgage on time. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't worried about what to do. 2020 is when I paid cash for the car. I didn't have to finance it. I didn't have to lease it. What am I saying? I spent time preparing myself and putting myself in a position to go in and to pay cash for the car. And I own the car outright. And so I want to walk through today. How do we purchase cars cash? How do we get to the dream car? I want you to get the Rolls Royce. I want you to get the Bentley. I want you to get the, the, the Lamborghini. I, I want you to get the Lexus. If your dream car is a Jeep, go get the Jeep. If your dream car is a Honda Accord, you go get your dream car. If you're not a car person, cool. But let me say this. Let, 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 me, let me say this. Because oftentimes when I do shows like this, like, oh, man, don't get this car. You got a lot of, you got a, you got a lot of maintenance. Well, listen, if I'm buying this car, I know I have maintenance. <laughs> and my tribe knows if you go buy this particular car, like when I get my Rolls Royce, I know it's going to come. It's going to come with expensive maintenance. But believe it or not, those upper end, high end cars, you really don't take it in there a whole lot. You may have, you know, your handful of people who had some 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 
some horrible issues with their car, but for the most part, those cars are built well. And if you maintain it well, if you stick to the manufacturer's suggested a maintenance plan, those cars last you. I was uh, talking to uh, one of the deals over at the Bentley store. And he said, man, those Bentleys are made to be driven. He said, the reason why those Bentleys or the Rolls Royces and the Porsches tend to come back with like oil leaks and issues is because they do not drive them. Why do you have a V12 engine sitting in the car? Like, why? Why is it sitting in the garage? No. They said, yo, drive the car. But people are scared to put miles on it. People don't want to get things on it. And it was like, that's cool. But really, what's hurting the car is the car is sitting there. I was like, wow, really? So, man, I drive my cars. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. I drive them. I put, I put miles on them because I want to make sure I ain't got no oil change. You know, I got to do an oil change, but I ain't got no oil leak. And so, let's, 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 what I don't want to see in the comment section, what I don't want to see in the reviews on podcasts, what I don't want to see, you know, people saying is, oh, man, that's just too much maintenance. If that's too much maintenance for you, that's cool. That's cool. But it may not be for that person. And I think one of the greatest things about what I teach is I'm going to have a vision. And inside that vision is going to be your dreams. We all, we all working for something. I like cars. I love cars. I spend money on cars. But I don't spend money on clothes. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 don't, I don't spend money on a lot of different things. But, you know, my, my house is going to be nice and my car is going to be nice. But I'm, I'm not going to have, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of, of like, my wardrobe is not going to be crazy. I, I got, you know, a couple pair of nice shoes, a couple pair of nice shirts. But my whole wardrobe is like, man, I'm probably shopping at ASOS and Top Man and I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But let's not judge people for what they desire. But here's what I love. Here's what I love. And we're going to get to this. The number one thing when it comes to building and not building, but getting the car that you have is you get out of debt. I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to get out of debt. How do you buy a luxury car is you eliminate your debt first. Right now, if you have debt, you shouldn't be driving a luxury car. You shouldn't be owning, you know, a BMW, a Mercedes, a Porsche, a Lamborghini, a Bentley, a Rolls Royce. You just shouldn't. And I know people will be looking at me like, oh, I, I steward my debt well. I, I maximize my debt. I have 1.2% interest. I have 0% financing fees. But you're still in debt. I get you. I, I got to, you know, you know, you know I, I went and said for dropping 50 grand on a car, I'm going to let the 50 grand work for me. And I'll just pay 1.9% on the 50 grand over a, a 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years. That is just, to me, respectfully, that is just crazy. Now, I'm not knocking people who do that because I, I want to be respectful at the season that I'm in in my life. I do not, I will no longer knock people for doing what they want to do. I'm building a tribe. I'm building a family that just wants a debt-free life. And so this is hard. I'm going to be honest with you. This is hard. But you enjoy your car much more when you know you own the car. When I step into uh, my car, man, I, I, it smells different. I, I, I go in and I'm like, Whoo! I smell like freedom. When it cranks up, it just, it cranks up different. When when I step out of that car in front of people, I step out saying, yeah, I own it. I stepped out of the side of my car and the lady said, man, how much does that car know? I know that's a pretty penny. I said, it's nothing. Now, I paid a pretty penny, <laughs> uh, but I'm not paying monthly. I'm not. I'm not doing it. No. It feel good to wake up, get into, I could choose whichever one of car because I do have. I have an SUV because I have a dog and I have a car. And, you know, it feels good to step inside one of those cars. And I'm like, yo, listen, this is mine. This is mine. And because of the shortage of cars right now, if life did hit, I can go sell the car probably right now for more money than what I bought it for. Get all my money back in the some. Why? Because I have freedom. I own it. I don't have to wait for a bank to say, yeah, let's do it. No, 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 no. You see, I, I, I want us to live on less 
than what we make. Okay? And, 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 and if you want to get out of debt, you're going to have to live on less than what you make. And you're going to have to take out a second job. Okay? When, and I keep saying this because I really want y'all to hear this. It's this. I'm saying this to my family. I'm launching something special to where you can get a second job or you can use the gifts and the skills and the talents that's on the inside of you. And if you want to learn how you can make an extra six figures on the side, just from doing YouTube, podcasting, and blogging, just from being an influencer with the information and experiences that you have, you don't have to be necessarily an expert in the space. You have to have a passion for people. You got to have good character, good integrity, and you know what? And have life experiences. And people will listen to you. People will pay you to just learn from your mistakes, to learn from your life experiences. And if you want to learn how to make an extra, an extra six figures on the side, okay, I'm going to be hosting a private weekend um, uh, here coming up soon, sometime in the fall, where I'm bringing in only about 50 people, 100 people max. Um, and I'm going to be teaching you. Now, there will be a cost. I'm going to be honest with you. There will be a cost to this because I'm going to show you how to make money. Um on YouTube, on podcasts, on uh, as a blogger, like I'm going to show you how to do that. Text the word six brand, six brand to 615-930-3431. Again, text the word six, the number six brand to 615-930-3431. Um, and I'm going to send just that group of people first, first dibs. And you're going to pay your deposit and you're going to show up. And you'll be in the building and we're going to spend two full days. I'm going to walk you through the entire process on how my team and I have been able to build a six plus figure brand um, within a matter of a year. Right. On out on our own and how you could do it, too. And it's easy. If you only got 200 subscribers on YouTube, if you got zero, I'm going to show you how to start it from scratch. If you got 50,000, you're like, yo, how do I get to the next level? I'm going to show you how to get the scratch. If you got 100000 and you ain't making no money, I'm going to show you how to make this money. I'm going to show you how within the next three to six months, you can put an extra two grand, three grand in your pocket every single month, especially right now during this whole recession time. Man, listen, and let me say this up front. Because to get out of debt, you got to take on a second job, right? And I want to be very honest with you because I believe in being honest with my tribe. I am not sitting here saying, I'm going to show you how to make $1 million. No. I'm not saying that. I am not sitting here saying, I'm going to put six figures in your pocket. No, I'm going to put this system in your pocket. How you work that system determines if you make 5,000, 100,000, 1 million. The system in my pocket is paying me well. And I wrote the system down. And I want to help you get that so you can pay off the debt, so you can get to your dream car, your dream home quickly as possible. That's, just, that's not good grammar. Grammar. You can get to your dream home or your dream car as quick as possible, okay? Because when you can get this extra income, if we could put an extra three, four grand in your pocket every single month from just doing something and sitting in front of a camera or sitting in front of a mic or just writing your thoughts and your experiences down and you're blessing people, you can make an extra three grand a month on the side. Yo, all that's going towards your debt because you're going to pay it off as quickly as you can. So number one, if you really want to, how do you, how do we buy a, a luxury car? Is we want to eliminate the debt because we're going to take a hit on any car, whether you buy a Honda, a Toyota, you're going to take a hit, period. So let's eliminate the debt so we're not taking that much of a hit. Then number two is we're going to set aside, you know, uh, three to six months. Right now, you should already be doing that because of the season that we're in right now uh, with the economy. You all should be saving money right now. Saving money right now. Saving money right now. Okay. Bare minimum, it should be three to six months of your expenses. And if you're doing well, if you're financially good, Hey, set aside three to six months of your lifestyle. You know, I mean, that was, that was my first goal. What I learned from financial peace university, three to six months of expenses. Then I was like, okay, cool. You know what? This is good. You know what I'm saying? But if something was to happen, I would really love to actually not even change my lifestyle. Because I can, I can generate more money. Making money is easy. If I had to get a job, I can get a job, right? Um, but my lifestyle shouldn't have to change. So I'm going to properly, priorly plan so I can prevent poor performances if that was to happen. I learned that's the six Ps. Proper prior planning. I'm going to properly, priorly plan 
For if something was to happen for six months, my lifestyle does not have to change. And if I do that, it's going to prevent poor performances if something was to happen. So an emergency now just turned into an inconvenience. Something that is shocking just turned into a inconvenience. Something that was probably sent by the enemy to distract you didn't distract you. It just threw you off a little bit, but you got right back on track because you was prepared before it even came. So you're going to set aside at least three to six months and you're going to keep that in a separate savings account from your checking account. Where should you park it? Thank you for asking. Yo, listen, um, I think the best place to park your money is at a prize pool savings account. Go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Here's why I like it. It's going to be separate from your checking account, but you still have access to it quickly. What do you mean, Anthony? If it's not attached to my checking account, how do I get access to it quickly? I love it. You see, my friends over there at Prize Pool, they actually came out with a debit card that is attached to your savings account. So if life happens and you need to get a quick two, three thousand dollars out, you can actually use your debit card to get that two, three thousand dollars out or two, three hundred dollars out, whatever that amount is from your savings account. Prize pool is FDIC insured, so you cannot lose money, but you can make more money over there. What do you mean, Ayo? Thank you for asking. They're going to give you 0.30% on your interest rate. They're going to also give you one ticket per every dollar you have in your account every single day. So if you have $500 in your account, you let it sit there for two days, that's a thousand tickets. A thousand tickets that you enter into a drawing at the end of the week and enter into a drawing at the end of the month. Every single week, they're giving away a thousand, five thousand dollars. At the end of the month, they're giving away ten to twenty thousand dollars. It all really depends on what prize pool really wants to do. But during this season of the economy, they're giving out money because they want to reward you for saving and preparing for the future, preparing for if something was to happen. They want to support you during this time. There's not a lot of banks that I want to get behind you and encourage you to save, encourage you to prepare for if life was to shift, if you were to lose your job during this recession, if you were to do, if something was to happen, hey, you have the money. They want to help you stay out of debt. They want to help you get out, stay out of debt and build towards your future. That's why these are my partners. That's why I rock with prize pool. So, Go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Sign up. You don't need a you don't need a lot to sign up. You can put one dollar in there. Get in there, try it out, and you'll love it. I promise you. All right. We're gonna drop all this information in today's show notes as well. But here's number three. Here's number three. <laughs> you gotta buy used and not new. Now, 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 I know. I know what you're about to say. Now, Ayo, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute, man. Now, this made sense maybe about three, four years ago. This made sense about maybe three or four years ago. I I, I, I get you. I get you. But, Ayo, uh, sometimes, right now, right, right now, if you purchase a new car, it could be a little bit cheaper than a used car. Or, if you go in there and you purchase a used car, Let's say that used car is $40,000 and you can get a brand new one for $45,000. That's up underneath a three-year, four-year warranty. Um, but it just makes sense for you to spend that extra $5,000. I'm just going to be real with you. All right. So uh, new cars do depreciate in value so fast that they're almost not worth it. But in today's economy, they're not depreciating that fast. Now, some people may say, well, it's not depreciating that fast today. But it will depreciate that fast in the next year or two. You got to make the best call. I'm still a used guy fan, but I'm also a numbers fan. What makes sense numbers-wise today? If I can spend an extra $5,000, get a car with no miles on it, no miles on it, get a car with a full warranty for four years, compared to a car that is $5,000 less, the same car, 30,000 miles, no warranty. Yeah, I'm going with the, I'll give you five grand more to get a new car, okay? 
But let's rewind three years. Let's fast forward five years from now, three years from now, when the economy is is, is back to normal and things are back to running the way we're used to running. Um, I'm, I'm going to purchase a used car all day long. Both of the cars that I have right now um, are used. One of them is a 2018 and the other one is a 2020, right? And um, I literally went back and was like, yo, this is what this is what I want to do. But I was like, yo, I'm, I'm uh, uh-uh. no, I'm, I'm, I'm buying used because I looked at all the prices, I looked at all of my options during COVID, because I know prices were high, um, and I refused to spend what some people were spending, um, and the used market for me, the numbers made more sense to do that on the used market, and I went there. I'm gonna say right now, about 85% of the cars, you're still gonna get the best deal on a used market. But I am going to tell you, do your research, all right? Not all used cars are lemons. You can't get a qualified pre-owned vehicle without a ton of miles and drive it for years. My SUV um, had came with, uh, I bought it from a private uh, owner, and that car was certified pre-owned. And because he didn't sell it to a dealer, he sold it to me. I was able to transfer the certified pre-ownership um, over to me. And yeah. 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 We gotta get that screwed. I keep forgetting. Yeah. I, I be so tired. I'm gonna order. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Yeah. Certified. I was able to what? Able to transfer the certified mm-hmm. pre-ownership from the uh, mm-hmm. from you to me. Yep. It's still wrong. I, and I was able to, to I was able to transfer the certified pre-ownership um, uh, paperwork and information over to me, and that's great. You know, that's great. Now I don't I don't buy extended warranties and stuff like that. I I just I just rely on my savings account. Um, because here's the truth. Um, I used to sell cars for like two years, right? And I'm be honest with you all. Those those warranty packages don't cost no three, four grand. It may cost you one thousand dollars. It may cost a company about maybe seven hundred to a thousand dollars for that warranty package, but they're charging you three, four, five grand. You see, back in the days we used to make money on the cars. Back in the days. Back in the 2000s, the, the, you know, in, in between 2000 to about, well, anywhere from 2014, 15 on back, we were making money on the actual car, right? I'm talking about we'll make 10 grand off of one car, right? And then send you back to the finance office um, and boom, make another three, four, five grand on you. And we get the total package of, of that, right? Nowadays, because everything's on the internet, no, the, a dealership may be making two to three grand on the car, but here's where they're making the money at now. It's it's not in the finance office. It's on your interest rate when you finance a car. They get a percentage. They get a point of what they sell. If they can go up on the interest rate and you agree to it, well, they get that difference between what the deal, what the what the bank wants and what they locked you in at. They get they get money off of that. And then they get money off of the car. They made two, three grand. And then they make money off of if you got an extended warranty, if you got your tires uh, insured, just in case if you hit a pothole, if you got, you know, the tent on there, if you got the ceramic coat that they're now offering now, ceramic coat for $999 and they put it on in five minutes. You know, they're getting creative with how they're selling you. And so what I want to encourage you is just do your research. And then it comes into number four is set your budget on what you can afford. Okay. If your budget is 15 grand, you're looking for a car that is 14 grand. Bottom line. Um, 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 if, if you're looking for a, uh, if your budget is 30 grand, you should be looking for cars right around 25 grand. Well, Anthony, well, why do you say that? Because taxes. 
taxes. Depending on where you are, depending on what state you're in, you're, you're going to have, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay taxes. And I think what a lot of people get confused is, well, I can afford a $30,000 car. Then they go find a car that's $29,999, right? Um, or they talk the sales people down. They'll find a car for thirty five and talk them down to thirty thousand, but it'll go right back up to thirty seven thousand dollars because you got tax, tag, and title. Tax, tag, title, and then they're gonna try and talk you into an extended warranty because they want to make you feel safe and secure. Hey, just in case something happens, you know, you want to be safe. No. So if if you're looking for a car that's at thirty thousand, really you need to be at about like twenty two thousand dollars. That gives you room for tax, tag, and title, right? And, and you'll be landing right at about twenty nine to $30,000. And listen, when you go in to purchase this car and you get into that finance office and you see them final numbers and they say, if your budget was $30,000, it's at $30,500, tell them, no, I can't do it. And be willing to walk out. Be willing to bounce. When I walked in to get my, you know, my car, man, they, they came in about like five grand over. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I said, no disrespect neither. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at you. Y'all got to get your money. That's just over my budget. Thank y'all so much for your time. I stood up, shook their hand. Um, let me know if y'all can get to my budget. I'm in a market. I'll be looking um, until I find something. I left. I said, well, Mr. Neal, Mr. Neal, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, no, no, no. Ain't no hold on. I kept walking to the car. I said, man, just hit me up when y'all can get to my number. I'm, I can't, I'm not budging over one penny. I can give you this amount of money, cash, right? I cannot give you any more over that. Do not try to live outside of your means, fam. Do not do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. As soon as you drive off that lot, you're going to lose at least five grand the moment you drive off that lot. Now, in this market, you may drop off their lot and lose five grand with them, but you can go back to another lot and probably get what you paid for it. You know, the market is slowing down a little bit. So you may not get you may not get that much, but you you you, you should be able to get something around it, right? Depending on the car that you have. Um, if it's a car that is duplicated, I mean that is um, you know, uh made a lot, you may not. But at the end of the day, how do you how, how do you stay within your budget? Let me show you how. Go to kellybluebook.com and compare the prices. Compare the prices. Go on Auto Trader and see what other cars are out there that you're looking for. If you're looking for, say, for an example, a BMW 7 Series. Okay, cool, great. Go on to um, Kelly Blue Book. See what you know what what 7 Series are worth with that with you know the year and the miles. Go on autotrader.com or maybe go on Carvana uh, or is it Carvana or something like that um, and see, okay, what 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 are the cars going for? If you see every car, like a BMW 7 Series is going for around $35,000, $40,000, like a 2017, right? Or it's 2016 over $35,000, $40,000. Let's say you see one that is, uh, that's up in $50,000. Okay, you're going to stay away from that. But let's say you see one that's for about, if the average... Cars there are going for about thirty five, forty thousand. Say you see one for twenty five thousand. Stay away from that too, because more than likely it's been. In, you got to check the Carfax. It's been in a car accident. So now that you know the majority of your cars are right around that thirty five mark, thirty five, forty grand mark. Okay, cool, great. Now pull up the miles. Uh, put the van inside of Kelly Blue Book and get what is this car actually worth. And when you do that, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do your research. Okay. Purchasing a car, especially a luxury car, is a big purchase. And you want to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on a great car. Listen, I said two key things there. I want to make sure that you're getting the best deal on a great car. What do you mean by this, Anthony? It's easy. I want you to be realistic. Look for a luxury car. Look for a car that fits your lifestyle. Good on gas mileage. If you travel a lot, you want to have something that is good on gas mileage. Okay? Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but man, it had the Hummers back in the days. Man, them Hummers were so dope looking back then when I, I was in my young 20s. Man, everybody wanted a Hummer. But boy, you was going to the gas station every two days. 
And I was like, man, I don't care how dope that car is. I'm not dropping $50 every two days on gas. I'm not doing it. If you are a single mother, you got two kids, three kids with car seats, you need a car, a, a, a nice SUV with enough seats. And you're not crowded. You need enough space where you can get your kids in there, you and your spouse in there, or just you. And then also you got to look at a car is the maintenance budget is the maintenance budget or the cost of maintenance throughout the year. Is that something that you can afford every single year? So when I purchased both of my cars, before I purchased them, I actually called the dealership. I gave them the VIN number. I gave them the mileage. I said, hey, what's what's doing this car right now? What should have been done on this car right now? What moving forward, if I purchase this car, um, how much would it cost me to maintain it? What were the what are common things that happen with this car and what does that cost? I asked all the right questions. Okay. I want to make sure that it is a car that I can afford to maintain. This is what I just said. I'm looking for a car that I can afford to maintain. Not you. You need to look for a car that you can afford to maintain. Not me. We got to stop judging people for buying something that they want. And said, oh, that maintenance is just too high. Why would you do that? Well, why would you do the things that you're doing? Why would you buy that house where you bought the house? Why would you buy that car that you bought? It's none of our business on why we decide to do things. When you are debt free and you have that financial freedom, it gives you freedom to do what you want to do, not what the world says you should do. So when, as you're researching a car, you're being realistic and you're looking for something that fits your lifestyle. While you're doing that, when you do that, check the VIN number for the full vehicle history. This is going to pull up a car uh, a car fax, all right? A reputable, a reputable dealer actually has to provide you a car fax up front and you actually have to sign it. Most of them do do that. Every single car that I purchased, they provided me the car fax. I read every single thing and honestly before I even bought the car, before I even called about the car, I checked the car fax because if you go on, on companies like autotrader.com, Carfax or uh, AutoCheck is on there. I'm not a huge fan of AutoCheck. I prefer Carfax, um, but I, I want to see the history of the car. How many owners have it had? had has the uh, car had? Has it been one owner, two owners, three owners? I saw a car that I really loved, but it had four owners. But it's never been inside. It's never been an accident. It wasn't even a lease car, right, at first. But I did see that it was in the shop a lot. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm cool with a one, two, one or two owner car. I'm fine being the third owner. I don't know if I want to be the fourth. That's just for me. Again, that's just for me. Because you got to sit within your budget. And if your budget is 15 grand, you might be the fifth owner. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to be the third owner of the cars that I'm purchasing. I want to be the third owner. When I sold my Acura, I think he bought it for his son. Yeah, he was the actual third owner. I bought it in 2012. Um, he bought it for me in 2021. Fourth, and it's a beautiful car. His son is still driving it today. Over 200,000 miles on it, okay? But you got to check the VIN, and you need to see... What is the history of the car? Make sure there's no major car accidents. And let me say this too. Here's what I, here's a little hack that I have when it comes to purchasing these kind of cars, right? It's it's I don't mind it like if 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 it's a minor accident because listen, the car facts can say it's been an accident. It's been rear-ended. And like let's say for example, you're looking at a maybe like a Bentley or or a BMW or a Lexus. You do know if you just back into your garage <laughs> and a auto body shop um, has to come in there and just replace just the back bumper. And because they replaced that with the back bumper and you filed um, it on your insurance, it has to be filed as an accident. And so for me, 
One of my cars that I purchased because I pulled the, the actual Carfax, I went and had the dealer actually look at it because I wanted to know, well, is it is it is it a serious thing or was this a minor thing? And because I went and checked it out, it came up as a as a serious thing. But even as I talked to mechanics and other dealerships, it's like, yo, we had this all the time. And very rare is it because it's a major thing. It's just like, oh, man, the mother was driving it or he was driving it late at night. Couldn't see that the uh, he was backing into the garage and he bumped it into the wall and it scraped the, scraped the paint. And because we had to repaint that whole back bumper and he didn't have the cash to do it. We had to file an insurance claim. Insurance claim made sure we filed on Carfax. But it's a perfectly, perfectly good car. So pull the, um, the, the, the VIN number. Here's number five. Do your research um, when it comes to asking the right questions. I want you to write down these questions right now. All right. Here are the questions you need to ask. Number one, how many miles on the car? Okay. Number two, what are they selling? Why are they selling the car? Like why? Ask them straightforward. Okay. Uh, was it salvaged? If it if, if the car was salvaged, you need to walk away. I'm sorry. We're, we're not at a point financially to where we can just throw money away and hope that the car doesn't work. No. Especially our single mothers. No, no, no. If it was salvaged and they're giving you a great deal and that car looks sweet, take your behind to another dealer. Don't do it. Are there any major repairs needed? I'm not scared of major. I'm not scared of repairs if they're giving me a good deal and they're telling me up front because they're giving me the opportunity to be like, all right, cool. Let me negotiate that in the price if I do have to fix it. But let me know up front. I'm not scared of you getting a car that needs some repairs. It's like me getting a house and my house needs repairs. Heck, the house that I bought in the DMV area um, needs a lot of repairs. Um, I, negotiated, I negotiated that inside my contract uh, with them, and I'm making those repairs now. It's a beautiful home. I see the potential. And if you love the car and it drives well and you can afford that repair without going into your emergency fund, then I would say that could be an option for you. Is there any information that wasn't in you know, the ad if they listed it on Facebook um, Marketplace, if they listed it on AutoTrader or Carvana, wherever? Just ask them straight forward. And then if they say no, let me tell you what to do. You need to put it in writing that they revealed every single thing to me based upon this uh, information on this particular day and time. Have them sign it. So that way, if something comes up down the road within the next, I think, like, what, 30 days, you have documentation to go back to this individual and say, hey, my mechanic said this has been a, this has been an issue. Uh, but at the same time, watch this. Um, can you take it for a test drive? After you take it for the test drive, ask them, can you take it to your personal mechanic? Your personal mechanic, not the mechanic that has been doing it for them. Take it to your personal mechanic. Um, for an example, if you, if you buy a BMW for, I think it's like 250 bucks, BMW would do a full point inspection on the car and tell you everything that they could see wrong with the car up front. They're going to check out the engine for any engine, any engine oil leaks. They're going to take it on the trust, uh, test drive. They're going to look at everything and they're going to identify that. Um, I know Audi does it. I know Porsche does it. Um, I know there are some other companies that do it. Not all companies will do it. Um, but when I purchased my first BMW um, from an actual Kia dealership, I took that over to the BMW in that particular state um, and they walked me through everything. And we actually found out that one of the batteries was low on the car and that's why the check engine light was coming on and off. And so before I left the dealership, the, the general manager actually took the price of that off of the car and I went and had it replaced when I got back to Nashville. Again, it's about doing your research, asking the right questions, and taking your car in to be inspected by a mechanic. And here's the thing. It's a used car, so it can't be perfect. There's going to be some scratches. There's going to be some dings on the, you know, on the leather or, or, or on the carpet. That's cool. Your main thing is like, yo, is this car running and safe? And will it run <laughs> for the next few years? That's your main thing, all right? Here's number six, the last two things. Pay with cash. Save up for a car. Don't loan. Don't take out a loan. Uh, don't lease a car. All right. Negotiate the price. 
Okay. Just pay cash. I don't need to go there. Y'all know why I'm saying pay cash. I get it. Man, I can Anthony, I can get 1.9 interest rate. Oh, uh, whatever. Anthony, I can lease it. Oh, whatever. No. Pay cash. I promise you it will be better. You're going to keep that car clean. The car's going to drive better. You're going to keep the maintenance up on it because you actually own it, not the bank. You're not giving bank, you're not giving a bank, uh, you know, any extra interest payments. None of that. And I want to leave with this. Stick to your budget. Be willing to walk away and be patient while you're looking for a car. Stick to your budget. Be willing to walk away. Be willing to run away. Be willing to not accept their phone calls. Because I'm going to tell you, the best time to purchase a car is at the end of the month. If you go in there the last week of the month, they're going to give you the best deal. If you go in there the last two days of the month, they're going to give you the, the deal of your dreams. Well, I'll take that back. It may not be the deal of your dreams. I think all of our deals of our dreams will be free. They will give you the best possible deal that they can give you on that particular card. The last week of that month down to the last two days of that, that month, they will give you the best deal. I know that. I remember one time I was selling this car and I was trying to sell it for like $23,000. We had like, I think we had like $14,000 in it after it came from the shop, right? And um, so we're looking at, what we're looking at, six, seven, eight, nine. That's $9,000. Um, in the car that I could have made commission off of, we got um, 30% of everything that we sold at that particular dealer. And so that would have been a real nice paycheck for me. Um, and this lady just wouldn't budge. She was like, hey, my budget is $17.9, um, and that's all I could do. She said, I'm sorry. She walked away. I called her probably two months before the month in. She says, hey, son, I cannot do anything above $18,000. I was like, well, ma'am, I mean, it's going to be hard. We're already losing a lot. And she was like, well, son, I, I'm so sorry, but I, and I understand. I just can't do no more than $18,000. Man, that last week of the month, I called her and said, hey, ma'am, we'll give it to you for $18,000. She said, well, son, I'm sorry. I'm actually headed to a dealership right now. They offered me the same car, same car. Well, yeah, with a little bit more miles, just a little bit, by paying about two, three more thousand dollars. Um, and they're offering me the car for $17,000. And I was like, well, can you send me over a bill of sale for the $17,000? She sent me over the bill of sale for $17,000 because she was paying cash. And I took it to my manager. He said, hey, we may not, we may, we may not, you know, this is what we used to say, hit him over the head. We used to say that. I feel so bad about that right now. But we used to say that. We see, he said, we may can't hit over the head, but we can sell this car. We got 14 in it. We can offer her 16.5 if she come get the car today. We'll make $2,500 on the car gross. We'll try to get it to the back to, you know, get some, to get some, um, you know, extra stuff added to it. But, you know, 500 is better than nothing, Anthony. So now let's do it. So I called her back. I said, hey, man, you come over here today. If you come over today, we'll give you this car for seventeen five. She was there within one hour. Bought the car. Bought the car. We ended up making like thirty five hundred bucks. I think my commission was like right around like five, six hundred bucks. She did not buy nothing extra. But what am I saying? She was patient and she was willing to walk away and she got the best possible deal in that particular city. So now that you have so now that you know and now that you have the information and the wisdom and knowledge on how to purchase a luxury car. Here are my top picks. Okay, here are my top picks that I've had um, um, the opportunity of looking at to purchase a new car. These are about uh, twenty thousand dollars each. Um, and here's number one: a 2012 Mercedes-Benz E-Class. Okay, it's fuel efficient. It's very good. We give about twenty-one to thirty-two miles per gallon. Ranks near the top of luxury mid-size cars. That Mercedes-Benz E-Class was the car that everybody in my age bracket wanted growing up because when that thing stepped out on the on the map, we was like, good God. It's not number one. Number two, 2012 Lexus RX 350. Now, Lexuses are a souped-up Toyota, so they're going to be built on a solid engine and very durable, good for small families, um, and lower than average maintenance costs. It's only going to cost you maybe about $550 a year to maintain the car. The car. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
Number three, a 2012 Cadillac CTS. Yep. Now, I ain't talking about the new body style with that big old beautiful front grill. No, no, no. 2012 Cadillac CTS with good low miles, right around 50 to 60,000 miles, um, long-lasting vehicle, and it's definitely roomy for you and the family. You can get that, a 2012 Cadillac CTS for about maybe about $19,000. $19, My favorite car. I wish I could go back and get this right now. A 2014 Acura TL. It's a long-lasting vehicle. It's built off of a Honda engine, a Honda product. Like I said, I had a 2011, 2012. Had about 267,000 miles on it. And it was a beautiful car. Driving perfectly. I never had to put nothing major into it. I think the... The biggest thing I have to do was just get something to add to the AC so it can continue pushing out cold air and replace the tires and the brakes. That's it. No engine work, no transmission work. I don't know what my guy had to do to it now, but it's a beautiful car. I might go get it. <laughs> I might go get it. The last one, a 2014 Audi A4. Okay. Now, Audi A4 is a beautiful car, okay? It's fuel efficient, and it drives just like a sports car. It is a beautiful car. You know, Audi, um, I'm a huge fan of the Audi because the Audi actually, like, owns, like, two of my favorite cars, uh, the Porsches and the Bentleys. And um, and I, I just love how they, I love how they roll. And it's a beautiful car. These cars are, are going to be less than $20,000. These cars are going to cost you very minimum to maintain it. Uh, the Audi uh, may, and, and the, the Cadillac CTS may be a little bit more than $500 a year. You may be right around like $800 to $1,000 a year to maintain it. But it's going to be your oil changes, your, um, you know, your brakes possibly, uh, your tire rotations. Um, and like every few years, you will need, you know, new tires. So, listen. We are in the midst of a interesting time with today's economy. And I wanted to put something out there to encourage you, something to get you excited. If you're in a great position, you're looking for a car, yo, go get you a car. Just get you a good quality used one, okay? Remember, get yourself out of debt first. Set aside your three to six months of emergency fund. Buy used, not new, if the math makes sense on the used. But if the math makes sense on the new, get the new. Get what is going to cost you the cheapest. I'm not talking about the cheapest um, long term. I'm talking about right now. Used is 30000 New is 30000 But you get more in the new. Get the new. But if the new is 30000 and you can get a used one for twenty one five, get the used. Bottom line, all right? Do your research, stick to your budget, pay with cash, and be willing to walk away. I want to leave you with today's scripture. Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes <laughs> chapter 11, verse 9. You who are young, be happy while you are young. And let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Let me say it one more time. Ooh, that's so good. You who are young, all of us are young. Be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Here's today's affirmation. I work hard and reap the fruits of my labor, not them. Say it again. Repeat after me five times. I work hard and I will reap the fruits of my labor, not them. We're going to end it right there because you're going to reap the fruits of your labor. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. I love you. Peace out. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.